On episode 24 of What Would Venus Do, Stephanie, Sarah, and Kristen talk about how to stay in integrity whilst handling relationships that don't allow for your evolution, such as familial dynamics or sibling relationships. The real dirty spiritual work takes place when dealing with our families, siblings, or old friends. This is always an opportunity to witness existing patterns and clear them, an opportunity to practice compassion on a deeper level, experiencing humbleness for how far you've come in your personal journey, and of course, staying close to your own soul. How can you serve your family members or friends from this place? without getting triggered or falling back into old ways of being yourself. The queens drop gem after gem in this one and give a teaser of one of their exciting offers coming out later this month. Hi, and welcome to the next episode of What Would Venus Do? We are chatty Kathy's over here and just have so many exciting things happening in our lives and we are looking forward to diving into this topic because it's gonna open up into a little mini offering that we're going to be announcing probably next episode so we hope that you enjoy it and we'll have our dear projector Sarah get us started Thanks, Steffi. So yeah, the, you know, we're going to keep it somewhat under wraps for now, but the offering really does constellate around how to show up in relationships and integrity. And because this has basically been what's been on our minds um, as of late, and generally speaking, this is kind of always on our minds, considering the work that we do and also just our history and um, our relational dynamics that we've inherited in some cases from our families. Um, It's something that we have had to uh, contend with in a sense in order to be able to thrive in life. And so the kind of question that I'm posing is, how do we stay in integrity while handling relationships that don't allow for our evolution? And it's not to say that it's anyone else's responsibility for us to evolve, but there is this phenomenon where you're, and I'm going to speak to it in, in terms of friendships, but if you've ever had a friend who you begin to evolve and grow and because they have decided that they want to stay where they are or stay, you know, stay stagnant, stop evolving, that when they, when you go back and you revisit them, they are meeting you where you were before you started doing your own growth path and your own evolution. And that can be very difficult for people pleasers because it's like, wow, I've done all of this work. And then I'm back with someone who is expecting me to mirror this back to them. And not doing that is difficult because we're, we've been in a sense trained to mirror back what people want, um, which is a whole other can of worms and topic and conversation. But um, 
usually with friends like this, not always, but you can let go of those friendships. You know, you don't have to keep them around. But I've been thinking about how with family, that's a lot more difficult because of course there's some extreme instances where you can release family members from your life completely and their physicality, but it's just truly a spiritual practice with the family members that we keep around to be able to show up in our new authentic evolved selves while they have decided to stay wherever they are and remain in integrity and not waver. Like that is the greatest spiritual practice. I don't care what anybody says. It's super difficult to do because they are the ones that put the triggers in. So it's basically Christ consciousness when you can tap into this. But, um, you know, I guess I just want to hear what you guys, how you guys handle these types of relationships. And of course, it's not perfect and it's kind of a work in progress or process, but it is something that, uh, I know that we've all had to face and we've all had to maneuver around how we're going to show up so that we're still remaining integrity in integrity with ourselves while allowing these relationships to still exist in our lives. Thank you, Sarah Bear. This is such a good topic. And It comes down to, I have found, staying as close to your soul and your breath and your center at all times, because it's it's very easy to find your people, your like-minded people, and kind of put up boundaries or walls against those that trigger you and you could go along like that in a spiritual sense for a very long time and feel that you're fine and then we've all been there then you get in a situation with an an old friend or a sibling or a a family member and and just all of a sudden through your toes to the crown of your head, you just, you feel your nervous system changing and, and tightening and constricting because you haven't actually done the work of dealing with those types of relationships. It's very easy to stay in the, oh, well, I'll just be with my like-minded souls and, uh, you know, and and feel only into the magic of my soul and what I've created in my elevated consciousness. But if but that's not doing the dirty work. And I couldn't agree with you more that it is literally like the closest thing to God and Christ consciousness that if you can remain in your in your in your deepest and truest of hearts around those people, your family members that are going to be the ones that trigger you the most. And a way of a way of doing this, I I would say it it will be different for everyone because everyone's family, especially family members, all bring up so much 
past life stuff and trauma that is stored deeply in us that sometimes we don't really know how to access it, but we sure as heck know that they know that our family members know how to access it. I literally, I think my head almost flew off with how much I was nodding to, to yes to what you were saying, Kristen. Um, it's so true. And I want to speak specifically about family and then specifically about siblings. But with family, it is very easy to move several states away and have this distance where you aren't interacting with them. At, you know, only when you want to and when you're with each other. But the truth is, is that you were born into your family for a reason. And those times that you're in relationship with them is really an opportunity for deep spiritual work. And you're really able to witness any of the old patterns that you're still holding on to, any of the negative behaviors that you're still holding on to. Well, because they will be brought to the surface and then you're able to clear them, you know? So it really is incredibly humbling, which I think it's very important to be humbled when you're doing spiritual work because you can easily be on a path where you think that you are above other people because of how well you're able to restrain your emotions and how um, infrequently you react and more often you respond. Cool. But, you know, you're with your family and like with siblings specifically, it's an opportunity to practice a new level of compassion because the two of you or however many siblings you have generally have been through the same upbringing. And so you can relate with them and understand why they behave a certain way because of a specific event or a string of events or an up you know, just an upbringing overall that you two were put through or three or however many were put through. And so you're like, oh yeah, they are operating this way because like, this is what we were taught growing up or because of like how we were being like growing up and being raised is kind of like being trained. And so you have to unlearn things So it's, like I said, an opportunity to be deeply compassionate. And I also agree with Kristen. It's like staying as close to your soul as possible. So I always think when I'm interacting with a family member, it's like, it's not that I have to change who I am and like revert back to the way I was, but it's like, okay, what do they actually need from me? Like, what do they actually need from me? And like, it's not, it's not necessarily about me. And how can I keep my boundaries, stay close to my center? And it always comes back to this person just wants me to listen to them. And they don't necessarily want me to interact and, and, you know, gossip and go to that level with them. It's more so that 
they just want someone to open up to someone that they trust so deeply because it is we're connected through our DNA we're connected through our bloodline so like that that trust in each other just runs so deeply that they can open up in this way and so that's how I act in those situations it's just being a a person who is present who is close to their center and who doesn't necessarily shape shift in order to appease them but more so just remains completely open to them and whatever situation they are in at that moment ah so good this is some really just amazing information I feel like and the practical piece of it is what I guess is the most important like the actual when the rubber hits the road how do you behave because like Stephanie was saying it's easy when you are in your absolutely beautiful like home and all of your normal things are happening to remain centered but like when you're in that when you're when you're in the the fire so to say that's actually when you're able to again like Stephanie said it's like that's when the triggers get to come up so you actually get to do work around them you actually get to see them come up you actually get to identify what they are and you actually get to say oh no this is actually this trigger is from a false belief that i inherited from my family and i don't need to be triggered about this you know i can forgive them i can forgive the situation i can forgive myself and i don't have to allow this you know this feeling that's rising up in my nervous system to get me to react in some same old tired ways that i've reacted before in the past and then you're retraining yourself in re- real time to not be actually internally affected, right? You're not putting on a facade or a mask and just like holding your composure when inside you're screaming. You you actually start to integrate the experiences you had and decide which ones were potentially full of some kind of truth and which ones were just full of false beliefs that other people had and projected outwards. And like you said too, Steffi, with the siblings, um, so much compassion, right? And you, and this is where you really have to like rise above because sometimes when you were younger, the dynamic asked of you to, they were, you know, there was a um, kind of an unhealthy codependence that was created between the two because it was in a dysfunctional environment to begin with. And it's like, sometimes they want to, because they're the same, there's in the same place that they were, they want to pull some parts of that out of you. And it's not going to help if you just become like a brick wall to them. And so there has to be some fluidity with it too. Uh, You know, not gossiping, not taking yourself out of integrity, but like allowing yourself to hold the space and, you know, also honoring your own feelings and your own triggers, but not necessarily needing to engage if there's like a desire, if they're trying to pull some kind of negative behavior out of you, because that's how, that's how we used to do things. So there's just, it's like, there's a lot going on, you know, you'd be like very, very present for the relationship when you're there. 
in order to not just fall into unconsciousness and, and unconscious behaviors. So, you know, I, I, I've had a, a recent experience, you know, with one of my siblings where I felt that level of compassion. And I also saw some of the triggers come up, came up and I just put on a, a Kundalini mantra and like started cleaning. Cause I was like, my judgmental mind is not going to help this situation. Like the only thing that's going to help is the energy that I'm bringing. That's it. Like if I'm bringing good energy, that's great. Anything that I say is useless. Let's just stop trying to prove a point. Stop trying to think that you're right. Stop trying to think that your opinion is right, that the way you live your life is right, that you need to give all of your advice. It's just like, do what it is that you can see that they need, you know, and that requires you to take a few steps outside of your own defensiveness, which is important because in spiritual work anyway, defensiveness is, it's, it's illogical because everything outside of you is you. So anything that you're resistant against is a part of you that you need to accept. So it's very, this is like, this is like a top tier conversation and also one that we could pull a lot from. Um, and I think we've already pulled a lot from it. So I don't know if you guys want to add anything. Just, <clears throat> just one more point. I love, love, love obsessed with everything you both just shared. And I think this is a gem and our listeners will take so much away from it. And it's about really on the backside of what you're talking about, being in service to your own soul and your mission again, because it's like you said, recognizing that it's not about you. And these, this is where you come from with family and siblings in particular, and that you have to, you have to know that it's, not about you. And when you are then in service to your family members, instead of, which is so much of what the two of you talked about, of being just really present and listening and non-judgmental and non-reactive, that you are sharpening your own tools, sp spiritually speaking, and you then can leave the interaction with the old friend or with the family members feeling actually elevated and proud of yourself for serving them and being there with your, with your whole heart instead of just going into the situation and allowing all of the issues of the past that you've swirled around in with them for years or for family members sometimes your whole life and allowing it to drain you or deplete you or make you feel weaker inside so so my ending point is that this is arguably some of the deepest work that a person who is interested in living out their soul's mission and their destiny can do is it really starts with your family members and old friends that would have always triggered you and how to find in those moments ways to be deeply compassionate and listening. And so that 
you feel that you can be of service instead of feeling upset by the way that they make you feel is just to tell yourself it's not about you. Yeah, I love how we were able to get into this very complex topic and provide so many different dimensions to it in such a short amount of time. Per usual, we're good at that. <laughs> uh, the Just the final thing I want to say, I guess I have two things really quick. The one thing is, Sarah, when you were talking about like being present with them, like I did realize that in those situations, I am so present because I'm so aware of everything that's happen- happening and I'm very intentional about staying close to my center. So to be able to have opportunities at that level of presence is such a gift. And then another just little piece of advice perspective that I want to share is when you're interacting with a family member, try and interact and be in relationship and speak to their higher self from your higher self. And maybe that doesn't make sense or maybe it does land for you. So it's like you're not commute because you can witness all their patterns and beliefs kind of muddying up the surface you're able to get down into the core of who they are and their higher self and so that is who you're interacting with when you're in a a space with them I hope that all of this was tremendously helpful we're going to be probably speaking on different concepts of people pleasing over the next episode or maybe next two episodes there's a lot to get into and we um we hope that this impacts you in a beautiful way and we also hope that it ripples out into the family members and old friends that you interact with in a positive way as well We'll see you all next week. Bye. That's it. Immense gratitude for you for tuning in. And as Kristen puts it so well. And I just want to say to any listener that there's there's a lot more nectar and juicy honey where that came from.